Podcast Studios. This, this is the award-winning After Nine with Scott and Cat. Well, where do we start, Scott? Well, it's a uh, trying to think of what the right word is for it. I don't know if it's debacle or clusterfuck or what, but the whole <laughs> thing is a holy disaster, Kat. Okay. It's just a mess. So before we get really deep into this, uh, dive in here into what's going on t- for today, likely, I'm just going to throw a disclaimer on this because you might be listening at all kinds of different times of the day. We appreciate that. We have some people who listen overnight and basically right before our morning show the next day. So depending on when you're listening, we do not know uh, the announcement yet. It's uh, just after 9 a.m., which is uh, when we do the podcast. So we are anticipating this announcement, and we will be talking about it as if it's pretty much happening. And we'll give you everything that we know about what announcement will likely come our way this afternoon. But just know that at this point, uh, we don't know officially what that is. Yeah, here's the deal. What's being reported by the Queen's Park Press Corps is that the premier today, Douglas John Ford, I don't even know what his middle name is, I should. Uh, Doug Ford today is going to announce a province-wide stay-at-home order, which will kick in at midnight tonight. That will be very similar to the one we were under throughout the Christmas holidays and January and the first week of February. Uh, And maybe you're asking yourself, well, why do we need that if that one worked? It didn't. And this one won't either. But anyway, uh, listen, it's a stay-at-home order with non-essential retail that had been told they can stay open just last week, now being told they're going to have to go to curbside only. Now, as far as essential retail, that's your grocery stores and stuff like that, they're going to be restricted to selling the essentials only. And maybe that jogs a question. Well, didn't the premier say that everybody's definition of essential is different? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, he did. Mm -hmm. And we're going to wait for this announcement to come down. Not clear at this point is a couple of the rumors that are floating around. You would think if the province is going to be under a stay-at-home order, and if the variants are as out of control as they say, that they would close the schools as well. Now, I don't know if they're going to order all the schools closed. For all we know, today could be the last in-class day for the month of April. We don't know if there's going to be a curfew, although that does make a lot of sense. We also don't know if they're going to restrict cross-regional travel i.e. if you live in Halton, but your boyfriend is in Waterloo, will you be able to go and see him? We don't know that. That's the stuff that we've got to wait for. Um, But there's certainly no shortage of speculation. I mean, the bullshit that's coming out on social media already. I I really think that Doug Ford should figure out which one of those fuckers in his cabinet is leaking shit and fire them. Fire them immediately because all this does is is you get a couple of reporters that all want to break the story and they put this shit out there and just leave it for the public to wildly speculate. And then they start sharing information with the whole guise of, I heard. Well, now this is getting out of control because there's going to be seniors racing to the store to stock up on toilet paper and groceries. We don't need that happening right now. Right. Because we know the grocery stores will be open no matter what. But can I just say, I think he knows about the leak and I think he's okay with the leak. 
this has been consistent throughout this entire thing. We get these leaks before the announcement. And most of the time, they're correct. Sometimes they are incorrect. That's happened only once or twice, though, from my memory. So I think they purposely do it because they don't want to be the ones to punch the people in the gut. They want it to be, okay, we know what he's going to say before he says it, and the public to get all their shit out before they make the official announcement. That's what I think. I think that they don't mind a little bit of leaking. And in fact, in some cases, they might leak it to seem worse than it is, so that when they make the announcement, for some people, it's not as extreme as they had heard through the grapevine. I think they very well know about the leaks and they're OK with it. I, I still think I'd love for somebody to get fired over that. You know, I mean, it, they put this shit out there and it's reckless and, and whatever their intention is, is backfiring. Because, like I said, it scares old people and then speculation runs rampant. People are. What was the message you got this morning? Somebody heard. Mm-hmm. That the military is going to be patrolling the highways to make sure you don't leave your region. Yeah, it's a oh. it's a quote unquote leaked document um, oh. that that is the LPC Strategic Committee leak. And someone sent this to me uh, about all of the different lockdowns that have already happened. And the current one that's happening is the projected COVID-19 mutation locking us down the third wave. Um, And it goes all the way as far as to the end of this year where they say by the end of the year, deployment of military personnel will be here. Uh, Major roadways will establish travel checkpoints. Uh, But just that happens just after we have the universal basic income program announced and implemented. Mm -hmm. There's a budget coming up. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of theories. Uh, There's a lot of theories out there. (laughs) Can I just say what? I mean, we've said it before. We, we should be focusing on vaccines. Yes. And yeah. it infuriates me. I got one message from um, Amanda. Thank you, Amanda. She's a nurse. And she got her first shot in February. So far, it seems as though the end of June, she'll be fully vaccinated. But went this past weekend to bring somebody she knows who's high risk. And there were hundreds of spots at that particular location not taken. They were bored. And we, how many times have we heard this, Scott, that people mm-hmm. are waiting for these? Open it up to everybody. Like at this point, open it up. And and if they say what they say is true about the new variant being more harmful to the younger people, actually, we're seeing these these numbers st- skyrocket for the younger group. And I'm not sure what the particular age is on that. Open it up to everybody then. You know what? Fuck it. Open it up to everyone. The way that they're doing it right now just makes no sense, it seems, because you have some places um, allowing, you know, over 80, they're still being vaccinated. Other places, they're allowing young, young essential workers to be vaccinated. Nothing is balanced here at all. There's some 80-year-olds still waiting, waiting for their appointment. Haven't even had one yet. You know what? Make sure that the 80-plus are done first. Yes, absolutely. And if some areas are open and others aren't, if let's say they're full for some reason, we should be able to get them vaccinated in other areas. It's stupid the way they're doing it. Open it up yeah. to everybody, to young people and old Everybody, whoever shows up, shows up. Because apparently there's room for everybody at some of these clinics that have been trying to fill appointments that aren't filling appointments. To me, it's better to have someone vaccinated who's 28 that's willing and ready and able than to have nobody show up over the age of 65 or whatever it is. Like, let's get these shots in arms. Let's go. What The system that they have in place right now is not working. Yeah, I mean, I completely disagree with you. I I think that the best way to do this is to start off with the most vulnerable and the most but vulnerable. But some people are not showing up. That don't you think that's a problem? They're empty. Hold on. Well, you hold on. I'm going to tell you what the problem is. Yes, we have vaccination appointments that are getting unused. That is unacceptable. Now, I get that there's mobility issues, and not every senior, for example, can get to every clinic. And I also get. 
that those old school old timers, they want to hear it from their family doctor. They want their family doctor to administer it because that's how they've always had their medicine practiced on them. I totally understand that they don't want a stranger at some big mass vaccination, scary looking building clinic giving them the shot. I get it. Now, that doesn't solve the problem of unused appointments. If the seniors want to go, fine. If we want to make a decision that if you're 70 plus, you should stay home until we're you're offered a shot. Uh, we can talk about that, too. Yeah, maybe. Like you said, Kat, the variants are out of control. As far as opening it up to everybody. I'd love to do that. I want a shot now. I think it's unacceptable that I don't have a shot now. And I think it's unacceptable that you don't have a shot right now. But we still have to prioritize. You said it in your opening remarks there, Kat. There's a nurse that's not going to be fully vaccinated until June. Yeah, that's because they're waiting for their second shot, but they have to wait now apparently four months, which we still don't know what the outcome of that's going to be. But yeah, she has to wait for four months. And, and you know, it's unacceptable that we aren't at least fully vaccinating the healthcare workers. I don't understand it. And yeah, I'm hearing these calls. I, I'm hearing it everywhere that, that the uh, ETFO and OECTA, they're a very, very, very powerful union. Get the teachers done. Get the teachers done. Shut the schools down. Well, I agree or I will agree with one or the other. If we're shutting the schools down. There's absolutely no need whatsoever to do the teachers. They don't need to be done until before next August. They don't. If they're going to be going back to school, then yes, absolutely vaccinate the teachers now. But if they're, not, if they're going to be in a work from home situation, then they're no different from anybody else who is working from home, who has officially been designated last in line. I'll tell you exactly why they should vaccinate now, because most of these are two sets of vaccines, four months apart. That brings us to August. As the second vaccine, if they get vaccinated now, they most certainly should start vaccinating teachers. Like I said, there's empty spots. This is fucking stupid. They should just open it up to everybody. They should open it up to everybody. Nothing will change my mind on that. They need to make it more efficient and organized. And it takes an ounce of leadership because right now you've got different public health units going rogue. You've got some units doing 45 to 59 year olds, York region, but only for certain postal codes. And then you've got certain areas where uh, family doctors and drugstores are giving out vaccines, but they're only doing AstraZeneca. And some of those appointments are going unused. You've got vaccination clinics with Moderna and Pfizer. They're trying to do the seniors, but we're ending up with unfilled appointments. The whole problem could be solved if they would have just done it right in the first place and let everybody register. And if there's an unused appointment, boom. It's available to anybody who wants it. So you like don't you disagree said. that everybody should be registered. Like if we did it that way from the beginning, it absolutely would be a smoother process. We wouldn't be probably talking about this inevitable announcement coming up at two o'clock because we would have more shots in arms. That's exactly the way they should have done it. They fucked it up from the beginning. They're continuing to fuck it up and they're not making any changes to make us feel better about it. It's no, an absolute I mean, gong show. Everybody who wants a shot should be registered for a shot. Now, that doesn't mean that you can just go. You still have to have your appointment or maybe we all just line up six feet apart and try and get into Rogers Center and they vaccinate a million people a day. I don't know what that would look like, but we should all be we should all be registered. And you know what? If there's an available appointment near you, whether it's an hour from now or two days from now. We have to give the priority people 
priority access. And I'm sorry, but there's certain occupations that are very dangerous. If teachers are going to be in school, they need to get vaccinated because those are dangerous places for them. Especially when you look at the target demographic of where most of the teachers are. They're right in the danger zone. So you know what? Sure. Open up those appointments to whoever we designate is essential and needs to get vaccinated. But anything that doesn't get used up, then we're going to a full-blown free-for-all. Kind of like you're suggesting, Kat. And anybody, no matter what you do, is available to take the unused appointments. I suggest it now only because I have no fucking faith in what's happening. I have no faith in the system that they're currently using. It's bullshit and we should just open it up right now do it right now use that no good covid app that tracking app that apparently doesn't even really work that we all put on our phones trying to do the right thing why don't you use that as an indicator too you sign up through there you get a notification bloop hey guess what there's an appointment available in your area at 2 p.m want to take it fucking right i do let's go there's gotta be an easier way this is so stupid yeah you're absolutely right nothing should be unused No vaccines should get wasted. No appointments should get wasted. And if there's an available syringe somewhere near you and no one's going to take it, then you should be able to take it. And that's just the way it should work. But again, these people aren't smart people. We're being led by a bunch of fucking idiots, Kat. They don't look down the line. They're not proactive. They react to everything. Case in point, we know there's going to be a stay-at-home order announced today at 2 o'clock. Last week, a week ago, the Minister of Health, Christine Elliott, said, no, we're not looking at a stay-at-home order. We're aware of the mental damage that it did to, to Ontarians and kids last time. Do you think maybe you shouldn't have fucking said that? Could you have just looked down the line a little bit? Because already now, well, there's Anthony Fury at the Toronto Sun tweeting out that quote from the health minister last week saying we're not going to do a stay at home order because the last one had detrimental effects on people. Mm-hmm. Use your fucking head and look down the line. God damn it, people. How can you be running the show when nobody thinks you're even smart enough to get to work in the morning? It doesn't make sense. So here's what's going to happen. They're going to put in this stay at home order. Now, because of how badly they fucked up the last week, not many people are paying attention. It's going to be a harder one to enforce. Not impossible, but harder. And the government doesn't seem to want to back down. They're just going to dig their heels in and keep these restrictions on us until they see some magic number that arbitrarily got decided by, I assume, Dr. David Williams. I assume it was him. And I don't understand what the end game can be here because you don't have to look very far to see that life goes on south of the border while people are getting vaccinated. Now, they've got a lot more vaccines. They're doing a lot more people. Uh, What is it? Next week, every American adult is going to be eligible for a vaccine. Next week, Mm -hmm. every adult in America can go and get a vaccine. And it's just frustrating, right? And it's frustrating for us to see, and some people don't like comparing, but, l- like, let's go ahead and take a look at that. Like, that's lovely for them. They're going to have a summer. Like, I, I really don't think we are, Scott. We're not going to have the same kind of summer uh, as they are, opening things up because they're doing vaccines the right way. Now, I'm not sure what like, the exact uh, system they used is. I don't know. I just know that ours isn't working, and, and it needs to change. It's It really needs to change. And you know what? I mean, they've got to just go hog wild down at Queens Park. Just spend a little bit of money. And I want you guys to put a fucking mirror on every single door down there. 
Every door at Queens Park should have a mirror on it. So every one of those politicians has to look in the mirror every single time they want to get up or do something. Because if you want to know where this went south, look in the mirror. And that's also at uh, the House of Commons in Ottawa, too, because I know that we tend to fixate sometimes on what's happening here around us right now. But it all starts at the top. It all starts at the top. Remember that month where we had no vaccines? That was at the top. And that's part of the reason we're in this mess now. If I think it was 104,000 that we vaccinated across Ontario yesterday. Okay, well, by that math... If we do 100,000 a day and there's 28 days in February, had we had vaccines in February, we probably wouldn't be into the mess that we're about to go in today. We wouldn't be having this conversation about closing schools. We would have already started vaccinating teachers. It all would have been done or at least well on its way enough that we could be comfortable in getting back to some semblance of normalcy. And the inconsistencies, cat, it's crazy. Uh, restaurants open up oh increase your capacity shut down shut down fuck shut her down stores yeah yeah non-essential stores you'll be allowed to stay open 25 percent capacity so what do they do they get their staff in everybody's ready to go ready to work okay only 25 percent, but we can make it work if we do this and do that and i don't know put some stickers on the floor and some plexiglass up nope nope fuck that you're done too shut her down it is so ridiculous we're still at this point. We're going into a third lockdown. Stay at home order is a lockdown. Essentially. It's crazy to me that we're at this point and nobody seems to want to talk about the shortage of vaccines. Nobody. I mean, there's fault to go around here. The rollout hasn't been great. A lot of problems. You just heard Kat and I disagreeing about the rollout, but we still need the actual shots. And as far as what Doug's going to do today, can I just summarize basically what he's going to do? He's, he's going to say, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. He's going to look at every single Ontarian and say, you're not responsible enough to take care of yourself. So the government has to come in and do it for you. Because I somehow have managed to go an entire year without catching COVID-19. You managed to go an entire year without catching COVID-19. We know how to not catch COVID-19. We know how to do it. The problem is they don't trust us to actually do it. And and I guess in a way, I kind of don't blame them because there's a lot of people catching COVID-19. I don't understand. I, I really don't get it. It shouldn't be like this. And I don't blame people for wanting to live their lives. By all means, live your life. But you got to do it safely. I mean, these variants are no joke. I mean, 35 to 45 year olds are dying. Yeah. Dying. Yeah. Vented. Yeah. I just think this shut this initial shutdown that we had, what are we going to call it? The initial shutdown ish, whatever the fuck, the mock down, if you will, that we that we're currently in that will soon change. Can can they not admit like we should have done things differently then from the beginning? Like we should have done things differently. I just want to hear that because that's the last chance I'm clinging on to that for this government. Honestly, you tell me you fucked up. You tell me how many times you fucked up all the ways. Admit it because we all know it's true. Putting restaurants through what they put them through was disgusting. Hey, yep. capacity, guys. Half, half. There you go. Half capacity. Congratulations. They're putting up partitions. They're spending money on this. They're hiring back some staff members. Everybody's happy. And boom, within, what was it? A week? A week. Yeah, yeah, closed. Like, you fucked people over. Admit that there's been a lot of fuck up. Because all I'm hearing is a lot of blame and finger wagging 
And yes, there is some to go around for citizens who are not listening. But it's the same people who didn't listen most of the time. It's the same people who weren't listening from the beginning. The majority of us, like we've said time and time again, have been doing the right things. Fine. You know what? I'm I'm okay with this stay-at-home order. Like, you do what you got to do to bring the cases down. But why didn't you do that from the beginning? Why did you bother with this fake mock-down bullshit? Admit that that was stupid. And concentrate more on this goddamn vaccine rollout. Fix the problems. Because there's cracks in this fucking foundation that's unbelievable. You're right. Unbelievable. They're potholes at this point. They're not even cracks. Fix them. I can't even say it again. You're right. I mean, you're absolutely right. Somebody needs, and and the first big problem that they've got to tackle is they've got to regain the trust of the public. Because right now, and I'm, I'm seeing it everywhere, people have lost all respect and confidence in their government. And that's a problem. But like Kat's saying, if they would just be humble, show a little bit of humility, a little act of contrition, come out, face the cameras and say, we were wrong. We screwed up. We took the wrong road and got completely lost. Now we've got to fix the mistake. That's what you're calling for, and you're right. You know what it reminds me of, Scott? Let's put it this way. It reminds me of the parent who's never around. So in order to attempt to make up for it, they give the kid a big gift. Here you go, kid. Sorry, I haven't been around here for you, and I fucked you over your whole life. But here's a new uh, fucking PlayStation 5. That's exactly what it is. Let's hand you some grant money, which, by the way, doesn't even make up for the amount of losses. I mean, let's be honest. Not even, not even close. Not even fucking close. Hey, let's give you this pity money. And hopefully it'll make it go away. But I'm not going to begin to say that I was wrong this whole time. I'm not going to do that. But here, I'll give you this in hopes that everything will be just kind of blown over. No, it's not. And now we're at the point where we're not only realizing it, we're ready to say fuck you and stand up for ourselves. This is ridiculous. I'll do all the right things. They want to shut us down. They want to put a curfew in effect. I will do all the right things. I will, I will absolutely do it because of those variants, because of everything you mentioned. They're no joke. You're absolutely right. And they are killing people faster, younger. But it better mean that during this time, you're not standing around twiddling your thumbs. Fix the fucking problems. Do you think they will? Do you think this is the time when they're going to say, we know the problem. This is how we fix the problem. Implement the solution and get us back to normal life. Do you think that this is the last one? Because I think that if people have just a little bit of hope, they've seen their government admit they fucked up and they're fixing the problem now, a lot of people will forgive. They won't forget, but they'll at least forgive or understand or realize the humanity behind it. But they can't do it again. There wasn't supposed to be a third lockdown. There wasn't. Would there be a fourth? Could there be a fourth? Could I? Yeah, I think I, so. Really? Will, I, I, I. Will there be? I hope not. There could be, but it's all, like I said. It's all based on what they do. Fix the problems now, or we are in for some shit. We're in for another shit full year. What they've got to do is, I think, in order to try and regain some bit of trust and confidence. I think that if they go hardcore on this. And it's hard to see any other way, by the way. I know there's people who think, well, look at Texas. We could just do what they're doing. They're opening up. 
The problem is Texas has got a lot more people vaccinated and a lot more people ready to get mm-hmm. vaccinated. Mm-hmm. We don't have that. Yeah. You can't compare Ontario to Texas, everybody. No. It doesn't work like that. So I think they have to put an end date on this and they have to stick to it. Come hell nor high water. I think they need to say, we've done the work. We're putting in the strictest restrictions you've ever seen. We are going to get hardcore on stamping this thing out until May the 6th or May the 13th. But by May the 13th, everybody should know we're coming out of this in a big way. Whether the numbers are down or not, this is our kick at the can to go hard and we need everybody to pitch in and buy in and do this. But it's only going to be for a limited time. And I think if they do that, they would be more likely to get more buy-in if it's a firm reopening date. Businesses need it. Banks need it. Governments, I mean municipal, they need it. Everybody needs to know when this is going to end. No matter what the numbers are. And let's face it, if this does get done properly, the numbers won't increase because they can't increase. I just think that they need a map. And they need to show us the map and all the different twists and turns. And then let's do it and stick to it and come out of this on the other side. Everybody will see you in a month. Until then, do this and we will be okay. If somebody with that kind of power could have that kind of confidence, I would buy in. But I'm afraid that we're not going to do it. And we'll know today at 2 o'clock if they're serious about this or if this is just fucking around or what the deal is. Can we um, can we hone in, if you don't mind, with me here? As we, as we still don't know this announcement, but we expect part of this announcement to be, let's use Walmart as an example, shutting down non-essential item areas. Uh, from what we've heard, it's going to be obviously grocery will be available. The pharmacy area, of course, will be available and everything involved there. Everything else will be shut down. Do you see issues with it in a couple of ways? Number one, within the Walmart itself, picking and choosing what they believe is essential in their stores or not essential. And also people uh, being able to actually go into a Walmart and not try to shop for those other things. Yeah, you know, I mean, to me, this is a, 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 a problem that has a very obvious solution if somebody just wants to do the work And frankly, we've been talking about what is and isn't essential for over a year now. We should have a list. And it's on Walmart's end. All they have to do is sit down with somebody who can make a decision. Maybe it's somebody at Walmart corporate. Maybe it's supervised by the province or an inspector. I don't care. Just somebody fucking do it. You're going to go item by item on what they sell at Walmart. All you have to do is en masse change the SKUs. And if... We deem that uh, an iPhone charger is an essential item. It'll be allowed to be scanned. If we agree that buying a new crock pot is not essential, it won't even scan the barcode. It'll just come up rejected. You can't buy it. And yeah, that's going to mean that some people are going to get frustrated at the checkout. If you could just look it up, in advance and have a list somewhere of what is and isn't essential, that would be helpful. But either way, if I try and go through the checkout with that crock pot, that's not essential. The person just takes it off the belt and they set it in a pile. And at the end of the day, they can go and put the pile back. 
It's the only way it's going to work is if you just plain can't. And it won't take long for people to realize, oh, wow, you really can't buy these these things that are on this non-essential list. It wouldn't be that hard. It would just require a couple of people in one room for a couple of hours to say essential, non-essential, essential, non-essential, and then reprogram the system. Right. But I mean, we're talking about more than just Walmart, of course. We're talking about dollar stores. We're talking about um, stores like Giant Tiger, who still sell um, goods. That's a, it's, a, it's a lot. It's a lot of work for those stores. And I'm not sure how that's going to play out. I, I think there's going to be some that just hope that it just slips between the cracks. And if there's a general store out there run by uh, an individual and they happen to have a little aisle of non-essential stuff, uh, candles, uh, candles and fucking uh, vases, they're probably not going to tape it off. Let's be honest with you. Let's be honest with all of you. There's going to be a lot of situations where this is going to slip through the cracks. And that might not make all the difference when it comes to COVID. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying there's a lot of room for error with that if they do it. I'm in, I'm just very curious how they will do it with the big box stores, like we mentioned. And Costco, same thing, right? Or is a flat teen, uh, screen TV essential? No. I mean, they're going to have to tape off that whole area. Uh, clothing. I mean, to me, there are some things that are essential, but it isn't impossible to curbside pick up a sun hat uh, or any any other kind of uh, summer-like things that people will start to pick up right now. It's doable. I'm just curious how that's going to play out. We almost need an essential czar, someone to to <laughs> yes. weigh all the risks and, like an and the rewards. An ombudsman of what's essential and non-essential. Well, yeah, I mean, you said sun hats. I mean, some people are going to think, you don't need a fucking sun hat. Other people are going to say, yeah, I want to go outside. I need a sun hat. Uh, I personally might think that if they released a new Grand Theft Auto tomorrow, that's essential. (laughs) It's going to keep some people home and occupied. Other people will say video games are not essential. The premier himself has said, we all have a different definition of what's essential. So they've really just got to stop fucking around and nuancing the shit out of everything and trying to appease everybody. Just say it. Groceries, clothes, uh, I don't know, electronics under $100, whatever. They could very easily create a sweeping essential, non-essential list, and that would prevent a lot of people from going to the stores to even try and get those items. Right. Do you think clothing would be essential? No. Okay. No, okay, I really don't. you mentioned it, so I wasn't sure. But that, I, I, I know, I just really, I'm just curious about the whole thing, that's all. And I know there's some people, by the way, if you're really angry about it, just remember, there's a lot of places that have really easy curbside pickup. Like, I'm sure Walmart, for example, if you wanted to go on their website and buy yourself a copy of Grand Theft Auto. Great example. You can probably do that for curbside pickup and pick it up the same time you buy your apples and your milk and all the other shit that you Sure need. you could. So it's really not that hard. But I yeah. am just curious how many places we're going to hear that aren't going to go through with it. If it ends up being a thing. And again, as we record this, we don't know that that portion is true. Um, that's just a lot of sources say it, it is. Well, you know, I mean, at this point, if it's this serious that we're going to throw people out of work again and shut down everything again, I have to think that there has to be somebody who has looked at the big picture a year later. Somebody has sat down and said, "Okay, if it comes to this, this is the list we're running with of essential or non-essential. And I think we can all agree food is essential. Medicine is essential. Pet supplies are essential. Everything else, it's a crapshoot. And I don't think it's practical to ask the Walmarts and Home Depots of the world to block off certain things in certain aisles because they're all laid out weird, probably intentionally. But it's very easy to make sure the cash register won't even accept items that have been deemed non-essential. And especially with these big chains, 
they can be reprogrammed on mass in a lot of cases, multiple locations, all from a central spot. So, I mean, we don't have to make this harder than it actually is. And we've tried asking people to only go out for what they deem essential. And I guess it didn't work because Yorkdale was fucking packed last weekend. (laughs) The Toronto premium outlets were packed last weekend. Apparently, that's the excuse Doug is going to use today. He tried it yesterday. I saw the same news footage as you guys. I saw the stores were busy and people aren't listening. So we're going to have to crack the belt a little bit. Well, I mean, do or don't. I really don't give a shit. I just think that this is really the last chance. This is the last chance to get it right. And if we don't solve the problem within, say, I don't know, let's put a four month or a four week limit on it. Let's say if it's not fixed four weeks from now, then we can officially agree lockdowns don't work. Maybe we can agree on that if our numbers aren't where we want them to be in a month. And whatever is open, maybe we should rethink why they were open if it doesn't work. Speaking of numbers, 3,215 new cases, 17 more deaths in Ontario. Okay, well, that's better than I'd heard. I'd heard they were going to report close to 4,000 today. Um, Okay, well, that's... Well, let's keep it all open then. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) I kid, I kid. You know, I, I don't want to see anybody die. I don't want to see otherwise healthy individuals intubated in in hospitals. I don't want to see that. I don't want our healthcare workers to go through this anymore. I don't want our teachers to be in a shitty spot. If this is what it takes, okay. You can you can fool me one more time here, guys. One more rodeo. Let's go. But you get this last chance. And you have to put a limit on it. You have to draw a line in the sand and say, no matter what, May the 6th, we're coming out. May 6th will be the last day of the stay-at-home order. And then we will begin, in an orderly fashion, reopening. And it'll start with outdoor dining and back to the 25% max capacity in non-essential and 50% in essential. And we're just going to reopen it up in the reverse of how we closed it. But you have to put a date on it, guys. You have to or this whole thing doesn't work. People need hope. Hope comes from leadership. Leadership is exuding confidence. It's being uh, principled in your stance, but doing what you say and saying what you're going to do. You have to do it that way or this will not work. It's destined to fail. Parents that are going to be stuck with their kids. I know it sounds weird to say that. I love my kids, but apparently some people don't. If they're going to be home with their kids confined 24-7, they need to know when those kids are going back to school. Put a date on it. End it on whatever day you decide, but it has to have an end date. It's the only way this works. And as far as the vaccines is concerned, uh, rewind. Uh, Half an hour now. Cat was spot on. Everybody should be able to register for a vaccine and any unused appointment should be filled. Doesn't matter who they are. And if you're on the list, if you're eligible right now and don't take one of those appointments, that tells me you either don't want a vaccine or something else got in the way, but you lose your spot. You lose that priority. Use it or lose it. If you're, I don't know, what are we doing now? Dentists? Fine. If you're a dentist and this is your availability and you don't book an appointment, okay. Then when the floodgates open for everybody else, you're in there with everybody else. 
Priority is priority. We only hold the line for so long here. The window is closing with the exception maybe of the seniors, except I would say seniors 70 plus, not 80 plus. I I think that there's uh, younger seniors out there that, that certainly deserve it and are entitled to it, and we shouldn't take that entitlement away. Unless you just want to lock down the seniors altogether. I'm okay with that too. I mean, everything we did for the first wave and the second wave was for the seniors. If now it's affecting younger people, maybe the seniors could throw us a bone and sit tight while we go get vaccinated. Uh, It warms my heart when I finally see the seniors that are vaccinated, though, get to visit with people that they haven't seen in like a year. Like that to me is heartwarming. I don't want to lock down the seniors. They deserve to be free. They've been in their homes or in, in their care homes, whatever it might be. Uh, this past year, it's been it's been horrible. So I'm I'm all good with them being vaccinated first. That's absolutely accurate. But there's spaces that are not being filled. Let's fill those fucking things with anybody. I don't care if you're 20. I don't care. Just fill them. Guys, you've got one last chance. The public will not accept any more. This is your last chance today at two o'clock. Get it Right. And in tomorrow's After 9, we will sift through whatever nonsense comes out today, Kat. (laughs) Yeah, we'll sift through. We'll see what was true and what's not true and how we feel about it, knowing everything that we will find out. One thing I want to ask you is, if you were in charge, would you impose a curfew? Um, Maybe. I'll tell you one thing. Quebec's I believe their curfew is still in effect. They actually made it earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So it truly is a ghost town. My husband had to be there for work. It was an essential purpose. And he was there for about four days. And he said it was literally, up in Quebec City, an absolute ghost town. He couldn't even find food. So, I mean, there are uh, there, it does come with its set of issues. I'm sure here we wouldn't have those issues. You would have a couple of places open to eat food for those who are working essentially 24-7. But he said it seemed like, unless the numbers are, are not right, but it seemed like it was working for them because he saw not a soul after 8 o'clock or whatever time it was when he was there. So I, I, it's something to be considered. If they put a firm end date on it, I would be okay with a curfew. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, I uh, uh, on weekends, I, I spend weekends with my girlfriend because I don't, don't get to see her throughout the week very often. She's busy. I'm busy. But I go to her place on weekends or she'll come to my place. Right. That wouldn't be allowed to happen under the curfew. Yeah. Wouldn't be allowed to travel after, say, 8 o'clock. Nobody on the roads unless it's essential and you've got a letter to verify it. I mean, that's something worth looking into. Maybe. I don't care how hard they go as long as there's an end date on it. There has to be, guys. You have to offer hope. You have to offer a light at the end of the tunnel. This needs to be the last one. And on that, we wish you all the best, everybody. Here's hoping that, uh, uh, I don't even know what to say anymore. You know, like, fuck, this roller coaster continues. It's going to be sunny today. Yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> that's all That's all the good shit I have. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, we'll chat tomorrow, guys. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.